0: Welcome back to another episode of Not A Normal Football Podcast. My name is Alex Dwyer and with me as always is my good buddy Russell Zillman. The boys are back. We had a couple weeks uh, where we just really weren't didn't have the time to record. And that's just fine. Life happens. Uh, The world happens. We did have the election in the United States here for any of our international listeners. That was kind of a big deal. And so we just didn't record during that week. And then it took us later to record this week just because some personal things going on. But it is a big week here at Not Normal Football. Um, We had the Bears and Titans play each other. The Not a Normal Football Podcast Bowl. And we have some (laughs) big news here uh, with the Chicago Bears. And the Tennessee Titans played yesterday on Thursday, November 12th. So we're going to be talking about that as well. And without further ado, my good buddy, Russell Zillman, the floor is yours.
1: Hey, um, I hope, I hope you've been doing well, Alex, like you said. Um, yeah, we've, we've been busy. It sucks, um, but we are happy to be back and talking to you. everyone again. Um, it's it's going to be a good podcast. We're, we're hitting those things Alex said. And then we're going to hit a little bit of a mock season awards, you know, MVP, Offensive Play of the Year, Comeback Play of the Year, those kinds of things. So that's going to be really fun to do. Um, but, yeah, we're going to we're going to get we're going to get going right now. Um, and that is with the Bears and Titans game that was played last week. Um, what Sunday was that? It was played on um, November 8th. Um, so, yeah, that was a game that we had been so excited for. It was it was circled on the calendar. We knew it was happening. You know, it happens every every four years. The Titans play the Bears. Um, so this was a really honestly, it was a really horrible game. Um, it was a complete letdown. Uh, it just, yeah, from, from start to, especially the first half, it was just boring, poor football, not very good football is being played on either side of either team. Um, so, uh, I was watching it with my girlfriend and her parents. They're all huge bears fans. So I, um, I was a little afraid to cheer and stuff, but when AJ Brown got that touchdown, you know, I was going nuts, but this was a game that ended up being 24 to 17, um, and in my opinion, it was never really that close. Um, the first half, it was pretty close. And then the Titans just kind of got away with it. Um, they got they got a fumble return for a touchdown that um, Jeffrey Simmons knocked out of, I believe, Montgomery's hands. And then um, our newly acquired Desmond King, um, we got him from the Los Angeles Chargers for a sixth-round pick. He ran it back for the touchdown. And um, that put us up 17 to, uh, what was it, 17? I don't even remember oh yeah it was 17 oh yeah yeah you guys scored all the points in the final quarter that's right um so yeah uh that's, that's what are your thoughts on this game alex uh
0: really terrible terrible football yeah by both teams um yeah. the chicago bears had most of the time of the possession in this entire game um which is crazy how much uh, time of possession they had here um and when you look at Nick Foles' stats, 335 and two touchdowns, um, it's not indicative at all of how he played. He played terrible, terrible football um, throughout the entire game. Um, had Mitchell Trubisky not been injured, I wouldn't be surprised if we'd seen Mitch Trubisky in this game. Um, Nick Foles was terrible, and he's been consistently bad for the past like three weeks. Um, probably worse than what Mitch Trubisky has been, um, maybe ever. Um, Nick Foles is just playing terrible, terrible football. Um, but the Bears defense is legit and shut down the Titans pretty well. All things considered.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That Uh, Bears defense was, you you can talk a little bit more on that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll be talking about it a little bit more here once we get into (laughs) some of our mock awards. But, uh god this bears defense is a complete championship level defense and we have no offense to even remotely help it and it's so sad to me
1: yeah it's um it's it does really suck um and i quick quick shout out right here roquan smith he's just playing the best football of his entire life he's he's been he had he had a crazy great game against the titans um and yeah the the defense really shut down what was um a pretty big titans we were kind of a buzzsaw for a minute there our offense was putting up you know 40 points willy-nilly it was awesome um ryan Tannehill on the day he was 10 for 21 he's been playing really bad football this last month he has not looked like the ryan Tannehill that started the season or the ryan Tannehill last season um he just he's been missing guys he's been he's just not been playing very good football um he had 158 yards and two touchdowns uh derrick henry he was actually bottled up pretty well he had a he busted off a couple decent sized runs but overall he ran the ball for 21 carries to the tune of 68 yards with a 3.2 yards per carry and finally aj brown our number one guy a top 10 wide receiver he had 101 yards for one touchdown and one of those um was an absolute insane catch um so look look up to aj brown he's great and then um yeah, that's there's no discussion there. He's he's amazing. Um, he had some uncharacteristic drops last night that really freaking pissed me off, but um, other than that he's he's been a he's been a stud. Um, and then yeah, our defense actually stepped up in a really big way. Um I've been talking about it the entire season, but we are a historically bad third down defense, one of the worst actually the worst ever. Um, and we actually held the Bears to I think it was I think they converted two of 15 third downs. So Um, we really stepped up our third now defense in a really big way, or maybe that it was that I think it was that before when it kind of got into garbage time there at the end. Um, But yeah, our defense stepped up, stepped up in such a huge way. And it was, it was really encouraging to see, but then last night Phillip rivers just did whatever the heck he wanted to do, Um, especially in that third and fourth quarter. So yeah, um, this was, I mean, I, I wish this game had, Would had been better on both sides of the football. You know, this was a game that Alex and I were so excited for. Um, We thought it could really be a really good game, and it just was a really horrible game. So that just really sucks. But, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, time of possession actually ended up being a little bit closer than what I thought it was. But there for a while, the Bears had a significant TLP over Tennessee. But it was just a nasty game. And it wasn't really fun to watch at all. Um, no. But as you were saying, the Tennessee Titans did play yesterday. They played the Indianapolis Colts. And it was not pretty um, to watch. Uh, there for a little bit it was. But then all of yeah. a sudden, the rest of the, the whole team just collapsed. And uh, there's some big turnovers from Indy uh, over on special teams, special teams, special teams, special teams. Uh, people will always undersell special teams, but in this game, uh, we saw just how crucial and impactful the special teams units can really be. Indy um, special teams units came up big, where speed just, you know, sped up the middle and yeah. took over that cool, punt. And uh, yikes, yeah. yeah, the special teams unit for Tennessee is not very good. Um, no, it's yeah, historically looking- bad as well.
1: Yeah, they're just they're looking really, really poor. And we just our defense was making strides in that first half. We were looking decent. We held them. We held them to like what we held them to 13 points in the first half. It was solid. It was happy. We we ended the first half 17 to 13. I had some hope. I had some hope. And then, like you said, the special teams just absolutely imploded dude. a missed field goal, um, a blocked punt for a touchdown. Everything just was falling apart, man. It was so horrible to watch and our defense, our, our our defensive line, at least they were they were bottling up Jonathan Taylor really well. Um, Naheem Hines shred, shredded us, but he just does that. I don't know. He's he, he's our kryptonite, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's it was a. I don't even know what to say. I was so mad last night. And I'm still just so pissed off. It's it, it's coming down on Mike Vrabel just a little bit. I mean, I think he's a really good head coach, but there's some issues with how he addresses things when they go wrong. Because right now he's putting his head in the sand. Just we need to coach better. We need to play better. Like we get it. Now do something. He's been saying that for the past five weeks. We need to play better. We need to coach better. I, I just I just want something. I I I need to see evidence that anything's gotten better. Cause there's no evidence that anything has improved. And I'm I nine and sevens back on the menu. I was so hopeful. It's gonna be a great season. You know, like a twelve and four season. And I just. Until something happens, until we hire a defensive coordinator or until maybe we get a new special teams coordinator, until we do something, I have – we're not going to make a deep playoff run. That's not going to happen. We're not – we're too inconsistent. And I thought those days were over. If the Titans always losing games, they should win. And that's not to say this Colts team is bad. They're a very good team. If you watch the first half, it was a close game. And then we just – we just quit. The team just has no – has no – they're supposed to be Tennessee tough, but it just ended. And then, yeah, it's just, you hate to see it. You just, it it was rough. There was, um, there was screw-ups from guys who'd never screw up. A.J. Brown dropped, like, three passes. Like, what the hell is that? And it just is, it was so hard to watch. I just, I hated it. I hated it so much. I shut it off, and there were, like, still seven minutes left. I couldn't put myself through it anymore. I was so upset.
0: Yeah, I shut off the Bears-Titans game
1: well, yeah.
0: at one point. Yeah, um, but ugly, ugly few weeks for both teams here after such um, incredible starts uh, to these seasons, and the team both teams are falling apart and are almost at five hundred. Um, yep, you hate to see it. Yeah, um, you do. But a change has been made in Chicago to hopefully rectify the season. Um, Matt Nagy has set his ego aside as of an hour uh, ago. Sure. <laughs> the Chicago Bears have made the change from Matt Nagy as play caller to offensive coordinator Bill Lazor. Now, Bill Lazor has experience as offensive coordinator, whether it be a good one. um, His teams that he was OC on were the Miami Dolphins in 2014 to 2015 and the Cincinnati Bengals from 2017 to 2018. So... He had a year off and was an analyst for Penn State in 2019. Um, Really, it can't be worse, is my feeling here. I feel that Bill Lazor has legitimate potential to be a really good OC here for us. Um, And I feel like he will change the offense to match his personnel. And that's the big thing. And that's what Manegi does not do is even remotely match his um, play calling to his personnel because Matt Nagy's play calling has been abysmal um, since l- last year, and it needed to happen. I'm quite shocked it did. Um, I really never thought that Matt Nagy would be someone that you know sets his ego aside and finally gives up play calling, and it's time. Bill Lazer's the guy. Um, we'll see how he does on Monday night against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm really, really excited just to see, you know, how much of a difference the play calling really makes this offense.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is um it's gonna be big here. This to, to see what the real issue is. Um like you said, so I'm I'm very interested in see to see what goes down here. Um so I I um cautiously optimistic i guess i'll say um the bears play on monday right night right Correct. Is, that, is that true yeah okay cool so yeah i'm, I'm very hopeful uh, there so we'll we'll see what happens there um but yeah now i think we're gonna hop into what we are calling our mock offseason awards um i guess it's not the off season when they're presented um but And these will be uh, Coach of the Year, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and finally, Comeback Player of the Year. You want to start with yours? We can bounce back and forth.
0: Yes, sir. We will start off with Comeback Player of the Year and then work our way up to the uh, most important ones, which would probably be Coach of the Year and MVP for us. Um, Right. The Comeback Player of the Year is easy for me, um, and I think it should be for everyone. Uh, Alex right. Smith is winning Comeback Player of the Year. He will be making his first start on Sunday since 2018 when he broke his leg and damn near died. Um, it's a remarkable achievement to be back in the NFL, let alone a starting quarterback in the NFL, after what Alex Smith has gone through. Um, for almost anyone else, that would be a career-ending injury. Um, and it, it was a life-threatening injury that Alex Smith endured. And he's back on the field. He worked his way up to it. Um, some things had to happen for him to be in this position. Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen both out. And here is Alex Smith. And I'm really excited for him. I'm just in awe of what he's been able to achieve. Easy comeback player of the year for me. Yep,
1: yeah, yep. I have um, I have the same person here, Alex Smith. Um, now he's the starter there with Kyle Allen being out. Um, but yeah, he's, I'm he's playing football again. I mean, that's, that's about all you can ask for. I think perhaps if the um, committee is more thinking, um, uh, I mean, Alex, he's not he's going to play much football this year, but I mean, even still, I believe he should win it just based on how it goes, but if they're looking for somebody who had a full ass, a full season, just playing, playing football um, at a decent level. I guess it could be big Ben. I mean, he hasn't been amazing, um, but he's, he's come back and they're eight. zero. So, I mean, that's, that, that's also reasonable, but I think it should absolutely go to Alex Smith here. And now um, we're going to hop to Defensive Rookie of the Year, and I think Alex and I are probably going to have a yes, sir. similar person. And for me, that is Jalen Johnson, the uh, second-round cornerback um, for the Chicago Bears. He has been a top-five cornerback this season. He is yeah. leading the league in pass breakups. Um, he's had some rookie growing pains, don't get me wrong. He's been burned a few times, but – he is he's so good he's just an exceptional cornerback and he is already him and kyle fuller are um are already making just an outstanding duo
0: yeah um jalen johnson is a pick that i wasn't so sure about and i will be very transparent about that i've been transparent about this since the beginning that i was not sure about this pick or why we did it um while I think cornerback was a big need with Prince of Mucamara not coming back, um, I thought that that pick could have been used on Jalen Hurts. Um, and they got me in that first half well, with Jalen. Yeah. But uh, this one's the right pick. Jalen Johnson has been absolutely phenomenal. And he's played almost 100% of the snaps on defense um, as yeah. a rookie, which is insane. And he's been absolutely Incredible. Um, Only one game um, did he have. And he's been playing special teams a little bit, actually, here, when I look at it. there's one game where he played 20% of the special team snaps, too, which is crazy. But um, he's doing an absolutely phenomenal job. Uh, He's constantly defending passes. There's only been two games where he hasn't had one PBU. Three games. Where he hasn't had one PBU. Um, and some of those games are just because people just flat are are already not throwing towards him. Um he's a phenomenal talent and he's just getting disrespected right now. All have yeah. um you know, some of the mock awards that I've already seen. Um, and he's just not getting interceptions yet. That's really what it is. And once he gets those interceptions, he's going to shoot up that because people are gonna look at the rest of these stats and be like, goddamn. He's lighting it up. Uh, Jalen Johnson is going to be an absolute staple of this defense. It's a lot like when the Bears drafted Kyle Fuller and people were like, well, we didn't really need a cornerback because we still have Charles Tillman. But then Charles Tillman worked with Kyle Fuller and made Kyle Fuller even better as that number two corner. And now uh, we have Kyle Fuller, who's a little bit older. And maybe just has a few years left as a top cornerback to teach Jalen Johnson, and that cycle just continues. And it's awesome to see. So that's my pick for defensive rookie of the year. And we're gonna one move. other one other guy oh, real yeah.
1: quick though. I want to throw his hat um, in here, and this is a guy I got to see live last night, and that's um, the former college teammate of Jalen Johnson. Um, really goes to show you how good um, the U- Utah was last year, and that's a Justin Blackman. Um he is the he's a safety for the Indianapolis Colts. He had an amazing um backfield, um, five yard tackle for loss of Derrick Henry uh last game. He has come on to this Colts team and really been one of their best defensive players as a rookie safety. That's kind of weird to say, but it's true nonetheless. I mean, yeah, they they have Darius Leonard, they have DeForest Buckner, they have um Grover Stewart. He's been a really good nose tackle for them this year. Um, but this guy, man, Justin Blackman has just had an outstanding rookie campaign. And I think he also um, could, you could see Justin Blackman getting this award at the end of the year. Just Utah's defense was very, very good last year. Um, and they, they got two they got two players on the shortlist for defensive rookie of the year now.
0: And we're going to move over to offensive rookie of the year. And for me, there's two guys that really, really stand out here. And I think they're basically the shoe-ins. Um, one of these guys is bound to win it. And it'll probably end up being the number one overall pick, Joe Burrow, who has been absolutely everything that he was written out to be. Unfortunately, he's just part of a really terrible team. it um, just doesn't have any pieces for him quite yet. Receivers and running backs, yeah, but that they're not going to do anything without an offensive line, and that offensive line is terrible. Um hopefully that is addressed more and more and he doesn't get Andrew lucked. Um, but comparing his stats to Andrew luck in 2012, which was one of the greatest rookie seasons of all time. Um, he's well on pace to just shatter these records that Andrew luck set. Um, he already has 2,272 passing yards and 11 touchdowns and five interceptions, uh, with 67% completion. Compared to Andrew Luck's 54% completion, 4,374 yards, 23 touchdowns, and 18 interceptions. Andrew Luck was sacked 41 times in his rookie season, and Joe Burrow 28 times. So Joe Burrow's on pace to have double the sacks absorbed to Andrew Luck. Joe Burrow is my pick right now, even though Justin Herbert definitely deserves credit because he has exceeded all expectations being a first-year starter
1: yeah yeah this is going to be a really tight battle and um perhaps they'll do i think they should have been done back in 2016 um and that was when Dak uh, prescott won offensive rookie or yeah offensive rookie of the year and um zeke Elliott was also a rookie and i think they should have shared it i think they should have been co-offensive rookies of the year that would have been really cute actually since they're both the cowboys they both led them to 13 and three i think that would have been freaking awesome um but i I think Joe Burrow is in the driver's seat for this right now, but um, depending on how the season ends up, you know, if both teams end up being four and twelve, that's that's it's it's gonna be hard to do it, but I think they'll still one of these guys is gonna get it. Um, but what they could do is you know, they could pull a two thousand and three MVP when Steve McNair and um, Peyton Manning um were co. MVPs they could they could split it up they could I mean I think they probably won't do that because they have to tie perfectly for this to, in order for this to happen um but I think it's warranted honestly I don't think you see it this often that two guys um are equally worthy to get it you know um like last season you know Josh Jacobs had a really good season Kyler Murray was amazing A.J. Brown had a really good season but it, it, it was still a runaway with Kyler Murray and perhaps that's because he's the quarterback you got the quarterback bias it makes sense they're the most important players. On the football field, I get it. Um, but yeah, this is something that's going to be a really tight race, and I can't wait to, to see who ends up getting this offensive rookie of the year award between Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. I also
0: um, wouldn't sleep on Justin Jefferson to get it.
1: Oh yeah, I I, I do. I agree. He's but quarterback he's, bias. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Quarterback bias. Um, when when was the last uh, who who won it? Um, a couple of years. Alvin Kamara won it in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Saquon Barkley won it in 2018, I believe. Or did Baker win it? I can't...
0: No, Saquon. Baker did.
1: Baker did? Okay. okay. Yep. That's stupid. It totally should have been Saquon. He had 2,000 total yards. He had yeah. 2,000 yards from scrimmage. Whatever. Quarterback bias. That See, that's when it shouldn't happen. Uh-huh. It should have been Barkley. Uh-huh. But Camaro, Camaro was amazing, his rookie season, um, that he got uh, along with Latimer on defense. But... Um, yeah now we're gonna move on over to defensive player oh, of the year. Boy. and um oh, i mean boy. i got there's a couple players here who i think um deserve it um one of them is of course the best um probably the best football player in the nfl and that's that's big old aaron donald yeah um, Pound for pound, he's probably the best player in the NFL. Just the best NFL player. Um, he is amazing, and he has been amazing this season. He has uh, what well, he has nine sacks. He's leading the league. He has a fumble recovery. He has three forced fumbles. Um, I mean, this is the Defensive Player of the Year type of season he is currently having. Um, and I, I I get that there's already some voter fatigue for him. You know, they don't want to vote for him. He's already won two back to back. He's he's a six. He's a five-time All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler. I get it, but yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. But when you're the best defensive player, you should, you should get it. And um, I think Aaron Donald um, is, is quite amazing. And then my other guy I'm going to bring up here. And this is a guy that is going to win this award sooner or later. And that's, um, the big defensive end for the Cleveland Browns, and that is Miles Garrett, who also has nine sacks on the season, with four forced fumbles, which he is leading the league in, and then two fumble recoveries. And he's caused—I've said this in a previous previous podcast—but he's caused something like eighteen turnovers or something ridiculous. Um, just from just from the pressure he causes and stuff. He is just—he is a monster. Um, so Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, I think. Um, it's 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 I think it's gonna be probably one of them, but I could definitely see um, who Alex's pick is, and that is.
0: My pick is between Miles Garrett. And I think part of this for me was the bias, uh, the voter bias of just, you know we've seen Aaron Donald so much, but I am with right. that. Um, but my pick is Khalil Mack or Miles Garrett. Yeah because people like to think that Khalil Mack is having an off year again. But he most certainly is not. And I Correct. pulled up on Stathead Football, which is previously pro football reference. Um, unfortunately, their site is not as nice now um, <laughs> since they changed over. And you have to have a subscription to do all the stuff that I used to do. And it's really sad. So, shame sad. on you guys. Right. Um, but anyway, still a great site if you really want to do the comparison stuff. But. 2018 Khalil Mack versus 2020 Khalil Mack. Um, In that season, Khalil Mack had 37 solos this year. He has 20 already, 10 assists, and he has 13 this year. He had 18 QB hits to 9 this year, 10 tackles for loss in that season compared to 8 this year. The big difference is 12.5 sacks in 2018. He was already at 6.5. He had six forced fumbles in 2018. He has two this year, two fumble recoveries in 2018, and one this year. Um, His stats are very, very similar, and he's on pace to beat that. And this defense is just continuing to get better and better every week, and that's where we've seen Khalil Mack really just get better um, as the season goes on. And I wouldn't count out Khalil Mack. To take over uh, Miles Garrett and challenge Aaron Donald for this award. I do believe that Khalil Mack um, has it in him to leapfrog Miles Garrett, and it will be between him and Aaron Donald at the end of the season. I think Khalil Mack can match or be better than his 2018 self, and people don't really um, see just how good Khalil Mack is this season, even compared to 2018. I mean, obviously, 2019 Khalil Mack just wasn't very good, and I can pull up uh, stats from 2019 Khalil Mack, and Mack is already pretty much at that same level that he was at in 2019 or 20 yeah 2019, um, which is crazy. And Khalil Mack was battling some injuries that season. He actually yeah in 2019 Mack only had eight and a half sacks. Um, he still had five forced fumbles, still had 40 solo tackles. Um, but this season, he's already better than that, and he's on pace to be better than 2018. So Khalil Mack will be my pick, and I will homer it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't blame me because I got a homer pick coming up here, and that's for Offensive Player of the Year. And while well, I do believe it's highly likely that it could be Dalvin Cook, he is on a historic pace right now. He is... He is on a pace that we have not seen since um, Ladanian Tomlinson was in the NFL. He is going crazy with his touchdowns. He has, like, 13 in, like, eight games. That's crazy. I mean, Todd Gurley was on that in 2017, too. Um, but he he is playing the best football of his career right now. He's also missed two games. So, Dalvin Cook is insane. He's one of the best, if not the best, running back in the NFL right now. Um, I still... I am leaning towards my boy, Mr. L Tractor Sito, Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry, he is heating up. He just had 108 yards against um, one of the best defenses in the NFL, Indianapolis Colts. We've been talking all about um, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, Danico Autry. They have a very stout defensive line in Indy, and I think that um, Derrick Henry is going to continue. It's Derrick Henry's season. He's going to have – Um, He's going to play some really good football these next few weeks. And I do think he's – I think he has a very, I guess, outside shot to hit 2,000 yards um, on the ground. And I think if he does that, he will be a shoo-in for Offensive Player of the Year. Um, But even – I think he's going to get like 1,800 yards. You know, He is just – he's going crazy right now. He has something like 990 right now through nine games. Um, So he's had a really – a really spectacular season. Um, He's he's a little hot and cold sometimes, but um, overall he's just, Arthur Smith doesn't always ride the hot hand, I'll say. Um, And he should, he should have a lot of yards. He's a very good player. Um, And I I think Derrick Henry, kind of like your thoughts for Khalil Mack, I do think that Derrick Henry's gonna keep it up down the stretch and and capture that Offensive Play of the Year award. Sure.
0: And, Derrick Henry is one of mine. I didn't write that in, but he's absolute. It's between Derrick Cook, Dalvin Cook, and Derrick Henry for me. And these both these guys are having crazy seasons. Um, and I think really what does it for Dalvin Cook is he's he did miss those two games and is still very comparable to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has 946 yards right now. Dalvin Cook has 858 uh, Dalvin Cook has 12 rushing touchdowns compared to Derrick Henry's 8 right now. Um, but both these guys are just doing crazy things. And you love to see the running game come back. And that's right. kind of what we've seen is this uh, you know, resurgence of teams going to running backs. And uh, both these guys epitomize different aspects of it. Um, I would definitely say Dalvin Cook's more Um, finesse for sure and Derrick Henry is absolute 100 percent power back and um, we just see them being utilized differently. Dalvin Cook does have 16 receptions for 173 yards he does it through the air as well. Um, Derrick Henry does have 11 receptions for 87 um, but obviously that's not where they're going to get Derrick Henry involved they're going to get him you know up the middle or in the inside zones um, that's that's his bread and butter. It's the money play, um, where Dalvin Cook can just kind of go wherever, do whatever, and he's cooking and he's just absolutely fantastic. I'm not looking forward to seeing him uh, next uh, this coming Monday, but I, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about the Bears' uh, defense against him. Uh, the Bears did stop Derrick Henry, so uh, yeah, that's very encouraging, and we've seen. Uh, just what Dalvin Cook can do when he's healthy, and we love to see him healthy now. Um, he's he's rolling, and he's my pick for offensive player of the year. I think we have MVP. Then coach. But let's do coach. Then yeah, MVP.
1: let's do coach. Yeah, for sure.
0: So, for me, I think I did have we we actually had the same ones for uh, coach of the year, and I finally decided. Uh, let's. Let's go with Brian Flores. Yeah. The head coach of yeah. the Miami Dolphins. Absolutely. Um, he has just done so many amazing things with a piss poor roster, um, and really made their draft picks worth something. Um, you know, we've seen this receiving core that besides Devonte Parker wasn't looking good. Even, even Devonte Parker wasn't looking that good. Um, you know, last year he did, but Brian Flores took over last year, right? Yeah, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, and once he did, you know, Devontae Parker was looking a hell of a lot better. Um, he's just taken what's the good pieces of that core and just made them better. And then when they just keep adding on those pieces, he makes them better. And the Miami Dolphins are a contender. Um, and while I'm not on the Tua train yet, because Tua has looked good, but also eh, At the same time, um, I think that he's in the right environment with the right kind of head coach to really help develop him. And he's such a players coach. um, Everyone loves him. uh, like The media loves him. Just the players love him. I mean, they've got something going in Miami, and I do not remember the last time that we've said that. And we were expecting them once again to be another 3-13 team being a top-five pick, but they could make a legitimate run at being a wild card spot, especially with there being that extra seventh slot, it's awesome. And Brian Flores, coach of
1: the year for me, hands down. Yeah, yeah. I Brian Flores is also my coach of the year. Man, they're they're freaking they're five and three. Then this Miami's Dolphins who just had the fifth over or the sixth no the fifth overall pick they are five and three, and. Brian Flores is just proven to be an outstanding head coach. He just, he knows how to get guys motivated. He knows, he knows how to coach defense. He's a, he's just a very, very good head coach. And I'm very happy that Miami dolphins got somebody like that after the putrid Adam Gase era, that's all over. That's all over guys. It's done. You have a great coach. You have a coach of the year candidate type guy. He has helped turn this roster around. He's helped get the most out of struggling players and they're they're gonna go. They're gonna have a good. They could win a white. They could win a game. I don't think. I think the Chiefs are gonna beat them, or you know the Steelers. Sure. But this is a good team, and they're gonna get to the playoffs. And they're they're it's gonna be awesome, man. They might even be able to challenge the Bills for winning the AFC East outright. So um, this is a really fun football team to watch. If you if you can give these Dolphins a watch, it's not just it's not like it used to be. It's just like man, who wants to watch the Dolphins? Oh, the Dolphins are on. Gross. No, this is a good team. And their defense is a good defense. Um, this is an exciting team to watch. Exciting to see how far they're going to be able to take this. It's also really exciting because they have a top six pick next this next draft. That's the Texans, who are two and six right now. So that's really exciting if I'm a Dolphins yeah. fan, man. You're rooting against the Texans the rest of the season. Because, um, you know, if they get a really high pick, they could get an awesome defensive player. They could get, a, they could get another lineman. They could get another wide receiver. Like they hit, there's a lot of options here for them. If they have anything within this top 10, they're going to get a great talent. That's already going to a very good team, which is rare. You know, I mean, ha- right. the only other time something like that happened, you know, Nick Bosa going to the 49ers, something like that, you know, a team that's already really good that had a really bad record because, uh, because Garoppolo was out and stuff. No, this is a good team. That's going to have a high pick because of another team's, <laughs> incompetence um (laughs) brian flores for sure um do have to give a shout out to mike tomlin he's going eight no yes 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 but brian flores is the easy choice for both of us
0: yeah and we're gonna move to mvp um for me Uh um it is you know uh, a very bittersweet pick for me um because i am a bear's fan And this guy is probably the most talented quarterback besides Patrick Mahomes that I've ever seen play the game. And he's the boogeyman. He's the bad man himself. Number eight himself, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, I will never forgive you for putting him at eight. But uh, Aaron Rodgers is my MVP. He's playing absolutely phenomenally. I will continue to not give credit to Matt LaFleur. I do not believe this is quote unquote Matt LaFleur's offense that is being run here. Um considering Aaron Rodgers said sometimes he just completely ignores the play call that's going on and calls his own shit. So yep. <laughs> um this is I mean again it's perfect though for Aaron Rodgers. Um just to have a complete pushover of a head coach where Aaron Rodgers can just do what Aaron Rodgers does. Um I guess a head coach, like if you want to give Matt for some credit, a head coach that lets Aaron Rodgers do whatever he wants to do. Um, this offense is doing phenomenally well. Uh, Devontae Adams is just lighting it up left and right. Um, you have guys like Valdez Scandling that are really coming along. Alan Lazard is really coming out, even though he's hurt right now. Um, just Aaron Rodgers is playing phenomenal, phenomenal football. Even though this offensive line isn't that great um, that he's with, uh, he's just utilizing every single weapon, uh, running backs included. And he's he's got the Packers rolling. The Packers are a very, very dangerous team. And a team that, unfortunately, couldn't finally be at that point where they can get over that NFC Championship hump and get into the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, this team is it's making it happen right now. And... Rodgers is someone who i definitely think has a very good shot of winning it um him russell wilson um patrick mahomes even they're all just they're, they're they're playing really good football and this was hard for me to decide um i and honestly i still don't know what my decision is tell you the truth i mean i have wilson sure. listed first but i i don't know i i think it's gonna be one of them and i honestly i just couldn't pick one i i just couldn't bring myself to do it um so they both have very good pedigrees this season, and I, they both definitely deserve to um, win MVP. But, yeah, it's, it's really going to come down to how, how the rest of the season shakes out and um, who plays better. You know, Rodgers is really good, and it would be pretty dope for him to win his third MVP. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's playing crazy football. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's tough for me to say. So I, I can't. But it's I'm, I'm excited to see how the rest of this MVP race Shakes out
0: Yeah, and that is What we've got uh, Very, very, very different from what we had At the beginning of the year um, I know for me at least I had Frank Reich As the coach of the year um, Which <laughs> We'll see yeah, it, yeah. The Colts are definitely on the up and up But right. um, with what Brian Flores is doing No doubt that Brian Flores Is probably going to win this thing Um, I did have Phil Rivers as MVP. Um, That is not looking (laughs) good anymore. Um, Offensive player of the year, we still had Henry and uh, I believe McCaffrey um, was my pick for offensive player of the year. Defensive player, I had Khalil Mack, and I'm still standing by that. Offensive rookie was Joe Burrow. I'll still stand by that. I had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Right, right. But Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are just blowing it up. Defensive Rookie of the Year, I absolutely did not have Jalen Johnson. <laughs> I don't even remember who I had. I think it was probably just the cop out of Chase Young, maybe Derek Thomas.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: And then Comeback Player of the Year was Matthew Stafford
1: for me. Yeah, yeah, for so, sure.
0: So, totally different list than what I had just, you know, nine, ten weeks ago. Uh, yeah, um,
1: and I, I'll... I'll i'll run through mine as well i had a uh, kyler murray and cliff as the the mvp <sighs> coach of the year pairing which as bad as it looked for a little bit there in the middle kyler murray's actually on a historic pace right now yes he is he is playing better football than Lamar jackson played last year at least he has putting up better stats at least um so um kyler murray's actually playing insane and i i don't think he's gonna win mvp but i don't think he's that far off no. um he's 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 put the help put the Cardinals in an amazing position, and he has just been really good. Um, my offensive or my offensive player of the year was indeed Derrick Henry. My defensive player of the year was Jamal Adams, who um, sadly has been sidelined um, by an injury for like seven weeks. So that's not gonna happen. Um, offensive rookie of the year, I also had C E H who's who's had a good season these top five in rush yards but i don't know if you've seen the uh the photos that the nfl is posting but it is so not close um derrick henry and dalvin cook have like 300 more yards than the next three like they are so far away from the rest of the running backs right now it's actually crazy um so that that uh, that was offensive rookie there defensive rookie of the year i had um chase young was a cop out but i did have a, a good shout out to um, Derek Brown and Geter Gross Matos of the Carolina Panthers. Derek who, Brown,
0: that's I man. Yeah,
1: yeah, they, that they've they've had a good Derek Brown's had a good season. That 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 defensive line is looking how I thought it would with yeah. Brian Burns, Derek Brown, you Gross Matos come back from injury. They've had it. The Panthers are on the up. They're they're three and six, so it's kind of lost for this season. But Matt Rule's looking good. Teddy Bridgewater's looking solid. That's a team to to, to watch out for the rest of the season. And then um finally back player of the year i think i did have alex smith i, I believe i had him on my short list so i think he did yeah that's yeah that's uh those so yeah it's it's not super dissimilar but yeah it's not none of the players that i had will be probably winning those
0: that is all that we actually had for this week was just breaking down the big bears titans game and then going into our mock awards did you have anything mm-hmm. else for us this week russell
1: no just that um we're going to be getting back to reg regularly scheduled programming next week we'll be able to record on a more consistent basis um i'm going to be coming home um is school's going to be winding down um nfl's going to be heating up and we're going to be talking about games next week so look out for that
0: absolutely we are looking so forward to getting back on a regular schedule it's just been kind of crazy so sorry about any of our fans have really been looking out for not normal football but we will be back we are back Um, and it's just it just feels good to be back here recording with one of my best friends Um, from not normal football my name is Alex you can check me out on Twitter um, at NANF underscore NANF pod underscore Alex and Russell you can find him at mr. unlimited some kind of variations of underscores and then uh, Russell with the Titans record is his uh, name on there. So you can go find him on Twitter. Usually we're retweeting Shefty, having some hot takes during the games. Uh, I'm very, I'm very excited. I'm going to be tweeting madly about the laser, whether it be good or bad. And I assume it's going to be good. So without further ado, my name is Alex and with Russell, we are not a normal football podcast. We will see you next week.